Hello and welcome to Reverse Chess. I am your host, Tevin Townsend. Please visit the website at tevintownsend.me for more. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a comment. Today's discussion is on the dying legacy television error. I have titled an article, The Death of the Legacy Television Era, which goes over what I'm discussing in this podcast. If you will recall, the last episode was about so-called fake news, and not only are we fighting an establishment that lies to the people and takes advantage of the people and thinks everyone has the intelligence of an elephant, but... They also win in other areas, and I'm talking about your bill. So many Americans pay so much money to these wealthy telecommunication companies and these media conglomerates, and they just do it by default. And historically, there hasn't been any other option in terms of getting access to regular television programming. It's all been monopolized by the big names we all know and love and as time progressed in the past decade we've seen the advent of I guess what you would call life-saving services Netflix Hulu Roku TV and Amazon Fire Stick and it's a shame that not as many people as there should be are using these services you could be saving hundreds of dollars When I think about the average family with maybe a mom, dad, and two kids, everyone has a cell phone these days, four cell phones. That's at least $100, if not $200, right there. Add on the fact that you may have television in the household. You want to satisfy the kids who will watch Nicktoons. You want to satisfy the wife that may watch the Oprah Winfrey channel or lifetime you want to satisfy the father and the son that might be into a lot of sports so that's uh extra premium programming you also have the internet all that combined is gonna give you a whopping bill and i've seen these bills i personally have worked for companies like direct tv i've worked for at&t and working for them you also work for the other large companies they partner with because they cross-sell services. You get to see how these things really work on the other end, and I found myself constantly having to justify these exorbitant prices, and believe me, I never could justify it, but trying to justify these exorbitant prices to these rightfully angry consumers because they've seen their bills go up year after year after year. And I've spoken to people who've been with these companies for a long time, believe me, these customer bases, uh, especially with DirecTV, they have some of the most loyal customers. Not really because they're loyal, um, in most cases, because DirecTV or satellite television is the only option in many areas. Uh, which is why AT&T, in my opinion, ended up buying DirecTV because they just couldn't offer what DirecTV had. DirecTV had a special market, and the, as the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Now, um, let's rewind here, and I want to talk about the death of the legacy television era, and let's just define what that is. When I say legacy television, I'm talking about 
the old system of distribution and the old system of package based subscription so if you guys go back in time before we had all the fancy programming we had now before we had those fancy receivers before we were able to flip through 300 400 channels you had a set of rabbit ears or antennas and a lot of that programming Americans could receive for free it was the same with radio and then eventually it became a little more complicated you had your business savvy people that caught on and they began to monetize it and they made it more of a premium service from there we saw the boom and these companies that availed themselves of the opportunity at that time a lot of them eventually became some of the giants we know and love today if we're talking about on the broadcasting side direct tv dish network although dish network probably isn't that relevant uh, time warner comcast and then of course you have your uh, media conglomerates that are in the same boat as well they all go hand in hand and they have monopolized a lot of the programming and a lot of the avenues to gaining that programming and it's one of those legal forms of monopolies that everyone knows is a monopoly <laughs> but nothing has really been done about it uh, especially AT&T where I'm from originally in Mississippi you can only get them in some areas now I haven't had any issues with AT&T's rates uh, the rates are actually pretty good on the internet side I will say that with the establishment of their new UFIRST services you're starting to see the internet rates uh, go up uh, substantially but I don't want to harp on them and I don't want to talk too much about personal experience let's go ahead and look at some of the facts here the fact is these rates have gone up progressively for the past few years I have an article from tvpredictions.com uh, they reported that Comcast is set to go up by 3.8% in 2017 and if you guys don't know Comcast according to Wikipedia is the largest broadcasting and cable television company in the world by revenue I have another article here from Fortune that says Time Warner announced an increase last year in 2015 and then uh, we have Direct TV that announced an increase uh, for the year 2015 as well, which would have been last year. As these rates go up, there's always an excuse put out as to why the rates go up. We're upgrading our infrastructure. Uh, the program providers are raising their rates. And don't get me wrong, the program providers do raise their rates. They're all equally guilty. The point is, in the end, the consumers are the ones that get screwed. And these guys are still making the money. So the program providers go up, they make more money, and the broadcasters go ahead and change the rates, and they're still making the same amount of money they made before. And there's always this self-pitying story that's hard to take seriously, because when you look at all of the purchases that have gone on in the past, I've got a list of them here. Most recently, you guys may have heard that AT&T was poised to buy Time Warner for $80 billion. Even Trump mentioned it. He said he was going to block it. $80 billion. Uh, AT&T already bought DirecTV for about $42 billion a few years ago. 
And then you also have Comcast, who we just mentioned, was also going to raise the rates. Uh, they attempted to buy Time Warner for $45 billion back in 2014. Uh, that was blocked. They were unsuccessful. They did, however, successfully acquire NBC Universal. I couldn't find any exact figures. I think the exact amount was not disclosed, but it was in the, the billions with a B. And so these companies have these really deep pockets and all of this money, uh, yet they're they're wanting us to believe that that they're suffering. And don't, don't get me wrong, we know they're suffering, but they're not suffering as they claim in these excuses they use. And let's get on to the suffering because that is what this is about. Main, the mainstream media is mostly made up of these legacy networks that we have no choice but to listen to constantly and that we've listened to for too long of a time because they're backed by this network of, of monopoly and, and dominance and status quo that's been there forever unchallenged and they've always had the main narrative. Now, as we saw with the election, and I, again, I did an article on this on the fake news topic and a podcast on it. It was the previous episode. We see now that social media is more relevant than the information we have coming from the mainstream media. They are no longer as relevant. People don't take them as seriously as they used to. And there is research on that. Two studies from the Gallup poll, another study from the Pew Research Center that shows that over time in the past few years, Americans have progressively begun to distrust the mainstream news organizations and the information they put out. Most people don't even think they're credible. And that's exactly correct. And I don't think we need to go into why that is. I would just refer you to the previous article or the previous podcast on fake news. So not only have they lied to the American public and they have their own agenda and serve themselves, but get this. With the advent of these other services like Roku TV, Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Fire Stick, it really showcases how long they've been screwing the American public over and what prices should really be like. When you think about it, you're paying hundreds of dollars for a decent television package, and what they've been getting away with for a long time is this subscription-based system where you buy packages you are not allowed to actually pick and choose the channels you do actually care about. When I first had my experience with Roku, I said, wow, I can buy Tentious TV for 10 bucks. I can buy, uh, you know, this news channel for eight bucks a month. Wow, my, my bill is going to be $50 a month now. And you get to see how low your bill would actually be and the fact that you get to pay for the channels you do actually want to watch under this old legacy system of package based subscription you're forced to pay for hundreds and hundreds of channels you don't even want and that is exactly what is keeping your bill high and I don't know if it's because they're simply greedy and I know they're greedy let me go into why I know they're greedy most of these companies do the same exact thing they have the same exact pitch where you have a discount and entry rate and that gets you into the door year two your rate goes up to the normal rate you call in you're very upset you want to lower your bill and they say 
okay, we can do that. And guess what they do? They give you another discount. You're happy for another six months. And then your bill goes up again. And you repeat this cycle. And I've seen so many Americans do this. And they still have yet to figure out the game. These companies only give you just enough to keep you happy so you don't cancel. Because what they value is your continued uh, loyalty, your uh, continuance of paying them a certain amount every month. They make their money on customer retention, you know, not the first few months or so. So once you understand that, you understand that you've been ripped off for a long time. Another thing I cover in the article is all the receivers you have receive all the channels these companies offer continuously as soon as they hit the receiver. From there, you have an access card in your receiver that allows them to game the channels you receive in order for them to coerce you into paying more for these packages that are deliberately designed to coerce you into paying more and more. They do their homework on the average American family and they know that no one really wants their lowest tier package. The only reason they offer it is so you see how dissatisfied you are with it so you would be glad to move up to the next package. Your lowest tier package has nothing but infomercials and local channels. No one is ever happy with that and so they eventually move uh, to a higher package. But then eventually you realize you have to get to a certain package in order for the entire family to be happy. Uh, they know the most popular channels. They know most people, uh, most dads are going to want ESPN. They know the kids are going to want Disney Junior and Nicktoons. They know the wives are going to want something like Oprah Winfrey Channel or Lifetime. Again, they do their homework on you, and these packages are designed not to help you save money. Uh, they're not actually designed to fit the family. They are designed to, how do you say, work against the, your wallet. And so the fact is, once you understand how this broadcasting works, you understand it doesn't cost these companies any extra to deliver you these extra channels, which is why they always provide free programming every now and then, which is why they can always offer you discounts. And so once you have a chance to experience these other new platforms, you will really see how they kick the butt of these old competitors. And believe me, they were not allowed to come into this industry without a fight. We had the SOPA bill that was introduced into Congress, which would have allowed these telecommunications companies to surcharge consumers for streaming other television services like Netflix and Hulu. Fortunately, that was not passed, but that's just the kind of power these wealthy corporations have. They're almost like the oil companies. And what a lot of people don't understand is these guys are in the same boat of the elite 1% that have their fingers in the government and that are pulling the strings uh, in the government and that are responsible for the systems we have now. So I encourage everyone to take advantage of these platforms. You save a lot more money, a lot of money. It makes a lot more sense and you don't have to continue to stick with this system you've been with for so long.